Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name is Hisham Mazuz. We are back with another edition of the 15 Minutes with a Mentor series where we interview some of the brilliant mentors that we've onboarded and welcome to the Recruitment Mentors community platform. And in this series, we ask the mentors seven questions in 15 minutes to find out some of the things like how they've overcome some of their biggest challenges to what's been the most effective way that they've won business this year. I'm delighted to be joined by Tony, but before I ask you the first question, if you could introduce yourself, Tony, for those that may not know who you are, and then we'll we'll get into it. I just can't believe that you call yourself Hisham. I've been calling you <laughs> Hisham for all these years, so like I've been for three years, and I've been calling you the wrong name, so well, now I've got over that. But yeah, I'm Tony Bates from IDEX Consulting, Guy head up the uh, financial services side for IDEX and also the managing the company. Um, we've got 40 people with... Uh, and we cover financial services, general insurance, and legal across the UK and international markets. Um, and I myself am responsible for business development for the financial services team and executive search. Love it. So first question, what's been the biggest challenge so far for you this year? And how have you overcome it? Uh, I'd probably say COVID was quite a big challenge, wasn't it? I don't know, there was something called COVID-19, which was a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty big so we, we lost about 80 percent of our work when it first hit so the biggest challenge was probably um you know you know looking after our staff making sure they're okay mentally um making sure that they're okay and they're gonna we're gonna be able to keep them in a job and making sure that we looked after them so so i think it was it was the, the biggest challenge was dealing with something that we'd never had to deal with before uh, and an emergency situation and and having to make big decisions every day um yeah. Uh, that that was that was it was a scary time really because I, I don't care whatever what, whatever business you were we didn't know what was going to happen um, so the biggest challenge really was adapting um, every day and, and and changing our business and our processes and the way we work every single day based on the decisions that were happening and things that were happening in in in, in the wider picture. So so the way that you overcome it then is stayed present, stayed like what can we do today got really open-minded to how you can do things well I, I, the best thing i ever heard was i think it was daniel Priestley who said um you know uh, recession means reinvention mm. i really thought that was a great saying for me whereas you know I, I, you know everybody panics i don't care if, if you say you were really calm when this happened then oh, yeah. um, so i panics but i think the best thing for me was realizing that yeah recession can mean that you reinvent and change in your business so it's actually a chance to uh, to reinvent yourself but also i think um another saying really that people wouldn't remember what you said but they would remember how you made them feel so mm. i really make sure that my uh you know people in the business just felt safe and secure and that we were, i was going to do everything to try and look after them and protect them yeah i love that right my next question we actually spoke a bit about this before we started recording this so we've all seen the uh, work from home polls been absolutely beaten to death of them i haven't right? seen those i haven't seen them oh, come on so I so I want to know from you, like obviously you deal with the FS world, so you've got that lens, but you're also thinking about your own business. So like, how do you see the future of work? Is it fully remote? Is it hybrid? Is it back in the office? Combination of all of them? Like, well, how do you see the future and why? This podcast is proudly partnered with Sourcebreaker. So there's a good chance right now that you are feeling candidate Sure. I continue to hear at the moment that recruiters have jobs coming out of their ears 
and just not enough candidates to fill them with. If this sounds like you, then you have to make the time to check out Sourcebreaker and how it can help you. One of the quickest impacts all of their customers experience is that it helps them unearth candidates that they never knew existed on their database. The first place you will likely check if you get another new job or you go back to a job that you're sourcing is your database. So start looking at your database with Sourcebreaker and start unearthing candidates you never knew were even there. It's going to help you save time on sourcing. It's going to help you make more money. And because you're listening to this podcast, you can even save money on this fantastic product. Use the link in the show notes to get yourself a demo and get hold of the exclusive savings you get because you're a recruitment mentors listener. Now back to the podcast. Um, I think it has to be hybrid. I think the thought of going back to an office five days a week, it's just not, I think everyone's got an understanding now that, that, that life is a bit more than just work. So it's, you know, you, you can be very productive working from home. I know me personally, I'm more productive at home than work. So I think it actually be a case that you'll work from home and go in to do strategy or socialize, but it's actually that you'll probably get the bulk of your work done at home and the strategic stuff and the planning stuff probably done in the office. But in answer to the question, I think there'll be a combination of, of all of them, but I, I would be amazed at any point in the future. And obviously if this is listened to in two years time, um, where, where companies are in five days a week, I just don't think that will happen. Yeah. Right. So next question then keeping it current. So this year, like what has been, you can maybe say last three, six months, but this month so far, like what has been the most effective way for you then and, and maybe your team, but I know you're responsible for it, for you guys to win business so far this year? What's been the most effective way to, to win business? Um, well, I think we've had our biggest success with new business wins uh, in the last six months. Okay. Uh, and I think it, it's been able to meet um, clients on video. Um, so last week, for example, I, I, I would have had to, I did six meetings that would have taken me 20 hours in travel time and cost me a thousand pounds. Wow. So, so, so it's so important to put it into that context. It's like, you can forget that, can't you actually? Sometimes. Well, so, 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 so more importantly, the thousand pounds, forget about that. That's, that's, you know, fine. But you know, it was the 20 hours that I was able to actually work on the work that I was given. Hmm. I'll picked up from that. So for me, that you have to meet clients by video. And I think the best thing for me that we've done um, is not just winning business, but our, our time to fills increase by, um, you know, meeting on video every week on, on jobs that we've got on. So it's yeah. that, that we're able to update and keep the client involved in work that we've got on easier and more frequently. Love that. So um, can I ask yeah, you that? So, 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 sorry, it's just a win business you know you, you've got an opportunity here to, to meet 40 clients a week yeah, yeah, yeah. you just wouldn't have been able to do in the, in the previous yeah. world give, and, and if you get your if you know your proposition and and things that work for you then it's it's you can communicate that well and you we can deliver a really really great service for clients which is the, the, the what we're all here to do so let me ask you this then i'm still on this question so yeah so being able to meet a lot more people at scale let yeah like, like you just said so i guess what has been the most effective way then to get that first video call in the diary with new clients what's worked best for you and your team well for, for, for me personally it's it's understanding what you can do for a client um mm. so it's um sorry about that a bit of background okay. 
Um, so I think first, first and foremost, it's understanding what you can do for a client and trying to understand the problem that you can solve. Um, so, you know, it might be a news article, but for me, I'm, I'm literally asking for 10 minutes with a client to do a video call to give them some market information. So I'm not pitching anything. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give them something in a 10-minute slot. Um, and if we can do business together, then great. But ultimately, I want to advise um, a company and show them my specialist knowledge and give them some market insight in a 10-minute meeting. If, if you're a client and, and I'll say to you, would you like to know some market information that we've got access to about a certain area, uh, uh, any business owner or any hiring manager, <laughs> if they say no, really, then, you know, it'd be foolish for 10 minutes. That's all it's going to take. So I've wanted quite a bit of business just doing that and, and getting those 10-minute windows, feeding them with some market information, salary guides, uh, you know, surveys on, on, the, on the, the clients, the candidate space that we're talking about. And on the back of that, business has come on the back of it. But but certainly presenting, I'll present on every that, that I'll yeah, go on. I'll do, I'll do a PowerPoint slide to everyone that I meet. I love that. Th- thanks for sharing that. So what I'd love to know is... I want to know. So I haven't got your LinkedIn up in front of me. I should have got that. But like, what what year did you get into recruitment? Because you joined Reed, right? <laughs> First? Were you embarrassing me? Sorry. Embarrassing when, when did you get uh, into When did you get into recruitment? Two thousand three. How old are you then, H? Huh? How old oh, are you then? Well, I was born in nineteen ninety three. So I'd have been. Uh, yeah. How, how old was you then? <laughs> how old was oh. you then? Um, I was yeah I would have been 25 right I want to know 25 year old Tony you could go back speak to 25 year old Tony I love asking this question what advice would you give to 25 year old Tony going into recruitment this podcast is proudly partnered with Vincere who are weaponizing recruitment businesses through tech but I'm not here to tell you why you should consider their all-in-one platform. I'm here to talk to you about their exciting growth journey and their hiring. They're hiring a lot. There's a huge opportunity to work for this business right now and be part of their huge growth story. You have the chance to work with and sell a product that their customers absolutely love. And everyone that I've met in this business just shares a passion in putting their customers first and really being able to build a platform, the best platform for recruitment agencies on the planet. So they're hiring in their sales team in the UK. They're hiring for their customer success team in the UK. So I'm not going to tell you about the salary or the typical benefits, but the main reason why you should consider working for this business is the career growth opportunities you can expect when joining them. They're on an amazing journey and there's a really unique opportunity to join that journey. You can go to vincherry.com to see all of their live vacancies or directly connect and reach out with Donna Owen on LinkedIn or Eloise, who is one of the co-founders. Now, back to the podcast. It's really easy. Aim high and think big. You know, think big. I think I, I, I came in I guess I came in as a little, you know, a little, uh, you know, a lad who probably wasn't that confident. I pretend I was confident, but I wasn't actually that confident. Mm. I could only do lower-end recruitment and, you know, I was scared to talk to CEOs or all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, think big and, and 
Yeah, and, and, and don't doubt yourself, I suppose. Just aim high, you know. You can speak to the most senior person you can speak to and make sure you become friends with them. And, 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 and try and, you know, I used to think that doing 200 grand was big and now I think, you know, it, people that think they can only do 200 grand will do 200 grand. People who think they can only do 300 grand will do 300 grand. That yeah. Whatever you think you were going to do and you really set your, set your mind to it, you'll do it. So think big. So, Tony, I want to know the funniest candidate excuse you've heard to date in your career. No, I think I'm going to be, have to be a bit boring on this one. I haven't, I haven't got you. Know, obviously, I don't get candidates that let me down here because I'm an intimidating candidate. <laughs> I think that, probably the funniest is probably just the, the most honest, where I, I got a call, there was an interview at nine in the morning, and the candidate phoned me at eight in the morning, and they were still walking home from the night before. Um, oh, wow. You know, just sort of saying, look, I'm really, and, but they're honest. They didn't lie, which I really expected. Just said, look, I've just had a, you know, big night. Um, you know, I got hammered and, you know, met, met some, met a girl kind of thing and doing their clothes from the night before. So we're going to have to make our, our excuses then. So obviously I didn't tell the client that. Uh, <laughs> but I did, I did, what I did, what I did like about that is at least the candidate was honest with me and didn't try and tell me the dog of it in the homework or whatever. So, but yeah, I could yeah. literally in, in, in the voice that the, it was true. Um, and, and yeah, it just, I think they're doing the, the walk of shame in the morning. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, right, so so, so, sorry, that's the best I got. Ne- next question is, is, is a, it's, it's more of a scenario and I just want to know how you'd approach this scenario. Okay. Scenario is particular business that you've been trying to get in with for some time. Um, you feel really confident you can help them. They're a great brand that you want to get involved with. Um, they finally buy it. The decision maker finally buy it. She might have sent them an email around getting a market update mail shot, wherever it may be, get time booked in, prepare for the call, call's going well, you're presenting, doing all that, gets to crunch time, what's next steps, blah, blah, blah. And they say, look, Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really liked what I've seen, but at the moment, we only work with agencies on our PSL. So um, I just want to hear how you would navigate, what we, maybe what questions you would ask, but how you would approach that conversation. Well, there's only one question to ask, isn't there? And that's why. Can I just ask why? Mm-hmm. You know, I think any any objection that you hear, I think, you know, you you, you pose a hypothetical first, you know, you, you show empathy first of all and understand and say, I understand, you know, a lot of companies I've worked with historically um, only work with PSLs. I, I understand that. And we've, we've, we've helped a lot of companies that had that stance previously. However, can I just ask why? Mm. And what does that do? That puts it back on me to like articulate well, and explain yeah, why. As to why, I guess I think any meeting you do, you, you you need to find the problem, don't you? The root cause of the problem, so that you can then provide a solution. You can't provide any solution or, or talk about a solution without establishing what what the problem is. If they've got mm. a really successful PSL and it's all working brilliantly and they're getting everything they need in the time they need it and the quality of candidates and they're staying, well good luck to them and we'll move on somewhere else. If they, if they haven't got a problem, then absolutely fine. But first of all, the only, the only question to ask in that scenario is why I, can't, I couldn't think of any other question that would, you know, there's no point in me talking about anything until I understand what, what, what the issue is. So, so I ask why, if they say, um, because we like to have lots of options, then I'll be asking more questions around, well, can you just talk me through, you know, what's happened historically? But I think if I've already got to the point of presenting, I'd have covered a lot of these these questions off. Yeah, so yeah, I think ultimately, yeah. if someone came back with that objection, you haven't done the fact find well enough Before, early on enough yeah. to establish the, the need that you were trying and you've pitched in the wrong area. So yeah, I, I, 
you once I got to that area, would realise that I've probably um, not done the fact find well enough. Um, but then I'd ask why and try and rebuild from there. But why is the only question is the answer to that question, is my belief. Nice. Right, final question. It's about time management, okay? Something that I think I feel recruiters always want to try and improve or think they can improve. So I want to know from you, what non-negotiable do you live by each day that you feel has had and continues to have a massive impact on your productivity? Um, the, the non-negotiable for me, for me is, is sticking to my diary, you know, making sure. So if I put a call in there to call someone, which is what I do, I make sure I keep my, my diary up to date, but make sure I, I turn up to appointments, you know, make sure I, I do what I say in my diary. My, my diary controls me, really. I put stuff in there. I put my video meetings. But I make sure I do what's in my diary and I make sure I stick to, to doing that and, and, and action and, and do what I say I'm going to do, which is either meet someone but then also do the actions from those meetings. We're in a great position now, whereas if you're doing a client meeting or any, any meeting you're doing, you can do your actions while you're on the meeting. Mm. It's absolutely no excuse. So the, the one non-negotiable is, is sticking to my diary and, and do, doing what my diary tells me to do. Um, and when, when do you when do you plan your diary? When do you like plan your diary? When do you uh, well, do I, I, I plan it on uh, I plan it two weeks in advance now. It used to be a week, whereas I plan it yeah. two weeks in advance now and, and, and plan it on a, on a Sunday. Um, but I'm also trying to do. Um, I'm I'm not perfected this uh, as as we know because I hadn't prepared for this. But um, <laughs> it's trying to warm up and warm down for meetings. So just um, you know, I really think this is valuable where you kind of. You know, you have 10 minutes before to warm up for it. And footballers, I think, do this warm-up, don't they? So they're in peak condition for the 90 minutes and then the warm-up yeah. warm is to get them in peak condition for the meeting. So just doing 10 minutes before, working out what my pitch is going to be, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to get out of it, and then having 10 minutes to evaluate at the end of it as well. Love that. Yeah. No, that's great. So, yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't have the warm-up, but I typically have the debrief. I always have the debrief action point straight after. That, that, I really love that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with live yeah, yeah. video sessions yeah, or whatever absolutely i honestly believe you know we, we only learn from you know I had, a, I had a meeting the other day and it was a bit of a disaster to be fair it was you know really tough but i learned far more from that meeting so much from it yeah any of the other meetings that i've done where you know it was a horrible it's the first time i've done a meeting where i thought that was terrible <laughs> i hate that i hate that feeling. because, because I, I for whatever reason but yeah the, the, you know i learned more than that than all the all the good meetings i've had in the last six months or so that was the one i learned most from love that Tony, that